0: You're listening to the Flame Central Podcast, your home for Liberty University Athletics.
1: The Flames get over the hump and take game one over the Camels, 48-7. to seven. We have the best analyst in the game to break down the big win. Joe Yock is back in the building. Plus, what stat makes this Liberty defense different this season? We'll tell you that. And woo-hoo, fans are back in the stadium. I have a funny story. Let's get straight to it.
0: from our studio at Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia. Here's your host, Emily Austin, with Matt Warner and Rhett McGibbon.
1: All right, I am super excited to break down the first game of this season. Matt Warner, Rhett McGibbon, Joe Yock in the house. I'm Emily Austin. And Joe, it seemed like this might be a little early for you. It took you some time to get my joke on the flames getting over the hump. <laughs>
0: That was pretty Camels. good, though, I yeah. will admit. Camels I mean, have two humps. Yeah. You
2: delivered it Some well. You delivered it well. Extremely predictable, but delivered it well.
1: <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> well, what, what are your initial reactions to this win? I mean, it seemed in the first half things were a little sloppy. Head coach Hugh Freeze told me at half that he was not a happy man um, as far as the sloppiness of play from really all three sides um, of the ball, and then the penalties yeah. were a big factor for him. Joe, we'll start with you. What was your reaction to this game?
2: You know, first game of the season always takes a little bit a little bit of time to get going. You know, I thought Malik Willis looked very, he looked like mid-season form, threw the ball, through the deep ball well. And then I think from the positive aspect of things is that they did a really good job of understanding the situations that they had and taking advantage of those. The first ball to DeMario Douglas, i I'm guessing that probably was an audible just because they saw cover zero, no safety in the middle. They had the guy that they wanted on the matchup. And that's really what college football, football in general, is becoming. It's a, it's a game of matchups. And so when you get the right look at the right time uh, to be able to get DeMario Douglas on that play – Oh, no, was that tomorrow? Yeah, it's tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah, on, yeah it's tomorrow. On that play, you know, the things so – I thought Malik looked good when they three-minute drive, when they really needed to put their foot on the gas and say, okay, we're going to let you go now. They let him go, and they looked really good there when they had to, when it was 14-7. Um, from the other side of things where I, where I was a little bit disappointed, I thought, you know, with Campbell being an FCS team, they were pretty good up front yeah. on the defensive side of the yeah. ball. And Liberty had a hard time running the ball. I mean, J-Mac only averaged over three yards a carry. Um, So I was a little bit disappointed in, uh, in the offensive line and the ability to run the ball. Uh, But they can clean those things up. But there's going to be a lot stiffer competition coming on the defensive side of the ball.
0: Yeah, for me, that was the same thing on the on the run in the football. Pretty mediocre, especially in the first half. Other than Malik, they had 39 rush yards mm. in the first half. Malik had 55 Everybody else had 39. That yeah. is a little bit concerning. Say what you want about Campbell bringing in some FBS transfers or whatever. That doesn't matter. Right. We're going to play a lot better defensive lines. I also think though, Liberty's not laying it all out there, True. right? Against Campbell, you know what I mean? Like, like they're not they're not throwing everything at them. They realize they can they can just have a business like approach and still win this game, and they did. And when you saw when they kind of felt like they needed a score late in that first half. Then you started seeing Malik use his legs a little bit more, but they weren't really putting him in harm's way a lot, and he wasn't really looking to get out and run a whole lot, yeah. other than that one drive. Yeah.
1: And when you look at Malik's numbers, 15 of 23 for 217 yards, touchdown, and he rushed for 55 yards and a score as well. Would you say that he was in midseason form? Is that what you saw, Rat?
3: Yeah, it looked like that to me. Like, I think the one area I liked to see was that. He had the mojo still going when he decided to run the ball, you know, and, mm-hmm. and that's the, there's one thing I love about it. And there's one thing I scares me about it is that if you go against a good team that can actually get containment on him and contain him, is the run game going to suffer? And is there going to be a lack of offense for them fl- for the flames? Because when he gets out there, it just opens up so many different avenues is the, mm-hmm. the secondary and the linebackers, are they going to have to stay back and kind of be in coverage? Or can they come up and stop the run? I think it opens up so many more windows for the Flames when Malik is allowed to get out there and, and roam free in the fields. You know what I mean? But when, when he's stuck back there in more of a pocket presence – that's when the run game suffered in my mind. And, and it seemed second half, even when they, the O line had a better push. I think they got a little bit of verbal encouragement during the, the <laughs> halftime oh, yeah, break. Yeah, you know, yeah. that's what I would put out. And I think they had a better push in the second half, and the run game opened up. But I think a lot of that, too, had to deal with. Do we have to watch number seven? Is he going to run the ball as well? What
1: yeah. I did like from Malik is going into half. They needed to score and he got it done yeah. for the Flames. So that's
3: and that's when he started to use his legs. Yeah, exactly.
1: And, and that's just good to see that if he, he knows when it's time to take over the game, take over the game, he's going to be able to do it.
0: Here's what I love. You have all this hype, all this buildup all season long, all these eyes on Malik. What does the guy do? First pass of the game. Bang. Touchdown throw to DeMario Douglas, 35 yards or whatever it was. Love it. Like, that was incredible. And here's the other thing. You see that play blow up everywhere. So you're talking about Malik and and what it does, you know, for him and all of his personal, you know, whatever. Liberty's all over social media. Like, you're seeing all these huge accounts retweeting that play. Oh, Malik Willis, look out for it. Like, he just kind of stamped himself once again in that first game as like, here I am. I'm the real deal, and when you've had some of these other guys, like your boy Sam Howell, some other people like that, that maybe struggled a little bit totally. week one, he's like right away, first throw, like, "Hey guys, I'm here. Yeah. We're good." And and that, that was good for I think for Liberty as a program and for him obviously just to kind of right away kind of put put himself in the flames on people's mind. I Joe,
1: I was oh, sorry. I was go gonna
0: ahead. say I had a few more specific things that I saw that I liked. Can I, is that okay yeah. if I tell you? Sure,
1: absolutely. Okay.
0: it's your
3: show, right? So, yeah, thanks. Stetson Moore, I think has the potential to be what they want him to be. And you saw a couple of good plays. I think second quarter they were going to do a, a corner fade. DB had a hard time handling him. Flag was thrown. Yep. You want to see that he can be a mule. That's great. And then in the third quarter, he went down there and he went up and got the 50, 50 ball. So, you know, two spots you saw him in. That's like a, whew, okay. We have the potential to have that guy for us. I think that was huge.
1: And he's switching from tight end. So, and coach Freeze has said, that He's pretty raw in the outside receiver role that he's still learning that, so it's good to see that that's sets and more, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I want to give
0: yeah. Joe some props here. And I said it even on the broadcast Joe went full Tony Romo <laughs> the first time sets and more checked in in yeah. the red zone. Joe called it, he dialed it up, he knew exactly where they were going. They went there, and uh, I don't often give Joe credit, and I, no, think, we you all don't. Under- I think we all I understand why that is, yeah. uh, but. Fantastic job. Yeah. And and he can be because we keep talking about maybe the lack of big bodies. Hopefully Noah Frith is back this week. Yeah. But even if you just use him in those scenarios, yeah. you get down in the red zone. Totally. Like that is such a huge weapon. Yeah. Well, you it- know,
1: you know, those girls that you that just continue to text you and you never write no. back and there's just like all those like blue bubbles from her or I guess on if you're receiving them, it's on the other side. I, that's how I felt. And I was giving you guys so much praise on Saturday and just no replies. All I get is, like, some thumbs up here and there. He gave you thumbs up? I'm totally kidding. But I'm sitting there. You scroll through our text chain because I'm, like, giving them updates on, like, injuries. Those, and ins- stuff. those
2: are good. Uh,
1: no, I know, but it's just those so funny because when I go back and look through it, I'm like, I'm literally having a conversation <laughs> with myself. There's no one replying to <laughs> I me. I wasn't on that
3: list. No, well, I guess yes. I should.
1: Well, you were giving yeah, us dates,
2: and then, you know, you were, pumping, you were pumping our tires, and, you know, like,
1: this was honestly I'm just not used the to that. Most, from you, Emily. I'm not a nice, I don't just say yeah, nice. Like you things. bust
2: on me all the time and I'm sensitive.
1: Okay. You know, I, my therapist frail, has openings for I'm new frail, clients, Matt. but listen, Joe, <laughs> this was one of the most informative broadcasts. I'm not even talking about that. You've done that I've heard on a college football game, as far as like the plays you were breaking down and you were you just did a great. I think that that was like a really good broadcast. And and usually you're just talking about pickleball. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you did one pickleball yeah, comment. Yeah, one that. pickleball comment. You're holding a different life.
1: Okay. Before we get to this special ingredient, Joe, on the Flames defense that yep. they have this season missed chip shot field goal. Oh, boy. Extra point missed. Yeah. Yeah. Alex Barbier, um, when we look at the special teams for the Flames, how where's your. Where's your concern level?
2: Well, I mean, I'm I would tell you what I they did, did a really good job of there. And you people people don't look at these things very much until until you get hurt by it, right? But they got guys first and foremost, you talk special teams, they got guys that fly down on kickoff coverage. They kick cover kicks very well. They were blowing people up. And that is a great yeah. like emotionally as the other team, when you're getting your getting your tail handed to you and, and guys are blown by and you're blown down on kickoff covers and making big hits, that gets you fired up. Uh, you know, obviously the the field goal situation is an extra point field goal situation, not very good right now, but wasn't it a little bit like that last year until Alex Barbier really got going again? And you know, so I'm not gonna throw Alex Barbier under the bus whatsoever. I mean, the guy kicked a fifty some yard field goal against Virginia Tech to win the game. He's he improved his his kickoffs are now getting into the end zone. Um, but so yeah, I think I think Alex just gotta settle down get go back to what he did best before how he was last year and start kicking the ball again Th- those those things have a tendency to clean themselves up cuz it's not like boy he's never shown it before okay he's shown it before he's shown that he's able to make some kicks in uh, clutch situations he's shown that he's been a good kicker uh you know coastal carolina virginia tech so he's shown it so he's just he's just got to get his he's got to get his mojo back baby well,
0: <laughs> well i think yeah, it's frustrating, and I think you almost feel a little bit like. And again, I'm not in 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 those room, the you know, special teams room, and figuring all that stuff. But it feels like almost like when you're seeing a pitcher, it's like stop aiming the ball and, just, and throw it. Yeah. You see those longer distance field goals. He kind of just lets it fly, yeah. and we've seen him success. Him have success. It's almost like he, he's kind of he's kind of just aiming it a little bit yeah. on some of the shorter ones. And but yeah, I think he'll get fine. He'll be fine with PATs and all that stuff. The other thing is. Like look across the landscape of college about, football. Yeah, yeah. Like you're watching games Saturday. There's no sure thing in college football as far as kickers are concerned.
2: I mean, Florida State had a Disney story, like they were talking about with the with the quarterback. What's that guy's name again? Um,
1: uh, did you watch Milton that last night? Milton M- M-
2: McKenzie. Milton yeah, yeah. McKenzie.
1: I fell asleep.
2: It was incredible. It was incredible. Like they came back. This kid comes off the bench on a play where the quarterback lost his helmet. Like he didn't, it wasn't like the kid was playing bad. The guy lost his helmet. So he had to come out of play. So they bring Milton McKenzie. And I don't know if you guys know the story or not, but he tore from his UCF. knee up from UCF yeah. and they said he may, may never walk without you know pain again and no chance. He'd ever play football again. And they called it a medical miracle. And the guy comes in, throws a dime on his first play. They leave him in the game, takes him into overtime. And Florida state's got a field goal to take the lead. And they missed it. Yeah. And boy, then, and that's then, just then, way. I mean, you that, like you said, then yeah. that that was college football this weekend.
1: Well, hopefully, Alex Barbier does get settled in. He'll a clean it bit up. more, and um, Coach
0: Freeze won't be. <laughs> he wasn't pleased. He
1: was not happy. But
0: the thing is, too, you know, he has the, what the ceiling is. Yeah, you he, saw those fifty-plus yard Correct. field goals. There's also a lot back. of teams out there that don't feel like they can run a guy out there to kick one from fifty-five. I think Liberty, if in a in a crunch, if you need to at the end of the game, yeah. Hey, we got a shot because he's got the leg to do it. And
1: yeah. you know, you're playing Campbell, you're up. I think Barbier just needs the pressure.
0: Well, <laughs> he, she's feeling yeah. <laughs> he's feeling it. He might be feeling it after that. Well, I'm just he's got kidding. it now.
1: Well, let's um, talk a little bit about this Flames defense because there's one factor that seems to be a little different or better this season. What is that, Joe?
2: Speed. Yeah. I, I think I think they're faster on, on and then, and you have to understand, like, if you want to start competing, you want to go play the SEC teams, the ACC teams. It's like you have to upgrade your speed on defense. And I really see that, like, I, and I said this during the broadcast, like, when you bring in transfers, a lot of schools are not hip on bringing in transfers because you have to understand the motivation on why a transfer is there. Is he just trying to, you know, just get through the end of it and help get his graduate degree, or is he really passionate about still playing football? So. You know the transfers that they've brought in, especially on the defensive side. You know you're looking at four guys that that are, are going to have a big contribution this year, and they brought a lot of speed and toughness uh, to the field for them. So much faster defense this year.
3: Joe, okay. So I was chatting with a guy on Twitter last night. I'll just read his handle. It's like sidelines a sun champs again. He's actually worried about the defense. I'm not, but he is, and this was his concern. Didn't get enough pressure on the QB. He was he wasn't happy with the D line. And also, he was not pleased with the CB that had the blown coverage on their one touchdown. He thought that the that guys magazine, were, right. were had trouble locating the ball. What would you be your reply to that?
2: You know, I think rushing the passer that Liberty is going to be fine. I, you know because I, I mean, I you when you go when you look at who they have between Trayshawn Clark and and Daryl Johnson and then Jod Simmons, you know, they, Sanders. Uh, I do that all the you time. You do that all the time. Uh, yeah, I can't get right. that one. Jay, I don't know name well sorry. Sanders. Sorry, uh, Sanders. You know, so they've got some guys, and then. And I think it goes back to the point of what, what Matt was saying. I don't think you saw a lot from them scheme-wise defensively against Campbell because they they know what's coming down the road. They gotta play Troy this week. And yeah, right yeah. the less that you can show, the better. So I think that you know there's there's a blitz packages and coverage mix ups and all the different things that, that are able to be able to do out there that they haven't even begun to show yet.
0: The other thing too, like Haj Malik Williams is an athletic dude. Yeah, he like, is like, good. He's not like a high end FBS quarterback. But he is very athletic, oh, right. so while they didn't get him on the ground a lot, they did force him to have to run quite a bit and make some throws on the move. So <laughs> I, I don't think they got no pressure well, on yeah. him. You know what I mean? Well, one of the most. This imp- is
1: not Rhett saying this. This is the yeah. right.
3: Oh, I was gonna say my boy, inevitable. A tackle and a half for loss. Yeah, Christian yeah, rev, rev. He would have yeah. had another. He would have had a sack, but Buddy was going down, and he just. Yeah. dumped it off, but uh they did have some pressure. But I think that's a good point. If you look at just purely the sack numbers, you're going to be disappointed. But they did have some opportunities where they got him running and he just had to throw it to no – a couple dangerous throws. Yeah. But I'm surprised he didn't have a pick in that game, to be honest.
2: When you look at defense, when you look at defense, when you're trying to get to a higher level, the one thing that you look at look for first is this. How do you find guys that can run sideline to sideline? Mm. Okay, Because football has become a spread-out game, right? The, the the hurry up offense and the spreading it out, creating space. So you need guys, you need inside linebackers, outside linebackers, and safeties that can run sideline to sideline. And you saw Campbell try to run some of those jet sweeps. Yeah. And Liberty was on it like that. That's the part of them that really impressed me is how well they move sideline from the inside backers, outside backers, and the secondary can cover a lot of ground fast. Because if you can't do that and you get beat on the edges, teams will wear you out.
0: Skyler Thomas, Skyler a Thomas can play. Missile. He yeah. can play. That like, guy can fly. And Story Jackson, another one who's yeah. very athletic. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. Because there were a couple of times where it's like you'd see Campbell run something. and It's like, oh, man. And you'd expect them to have some room to operate. And it was like it was covered up just like that.
2: And, and the thing with Skylar, Thomas, you have Skylar Thomas, and then you have a veteran like Javon Scruggs right yeah. there. So those are your two safeties. Those are the guys who are setting the tempo on the back end of the defense. And I think that's rubbing off on everybody else because they, they play at a high paced, fast level. And I think that that affects the rest of the defense. They got some guys that can run now.
1: Skylar Thomas is a guy from a transfer from Washington State who said earlier in fall camp that this is the best, most complete defense he has ever been a part of.
0: Now, as we said, to be fair, you played on Mike Leach team, so they're not known yeah. for their, their defensive dominance. Uh, <laughs> That's Thomas. a good point. One thing I will say, though, just to kind of put it into context a little bit, and I know it's it's a different year. Liberty held Campbell to 269 total yards. In the four FBS games Campbell played last year, no one held them under 300. Yeah. So you're talking about they played Coastal, they played Wake Forest. Nobody held them that low. So. Again, I think it was a pretty solid defensive performance. That's a good point, and man. you know, so that and we'll see what Campbell is. Who knows what they'll be down the road? You know, but I think it was a pretty solid performance to start the season.
1: And Skylar Thomas is a guy that you're going to hear his name a lot this yeah. season. They say on on this team that he might be the fastest. Him and Shedro Lewis. I I want to say that they clocked him at. 23 miles yeah. an hour does that Yeah, sound- you talked about. Yeah, that. yeah I think that's yeah. right. Yeah, um so really really fast guy. Um this defense is is lucky to have him. So, fans were in the stands yeah. and you know, I wasn't supposed to do my first I wasn't going to be a part of the broadcast open. But Matt Warner is like, why don't we have Emily since we need to fill like, you know, 30 seconds. Why don't we have Emily go in the student section around a bunch of college kids. And a bunch of
0: unmasked college kids. No. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and <laughs> sweaty. And
0: I.
2: I enjoyed that thoroughly. Oh, yeah. I think it was a scene. Oh, oh, it was great. We have were to the, the, oh, best,
0: my the best parts were what weren't on yes. the air. With yeah. these yeah. guys just like talking. Oh, yeah, it was great. Oh, were yeah. you so, getting were hilarious. On? Well.
1: Put
2: Bird on. Let me talk to Bird. Yeah, they were
0: asking to talk to our producer. <laughs> all right. Yeah, it was hilarious. It Here was it, really
1: yeah. funny. But my mic wasn't – like something was wrong with my mic. Like my um, – au-
0: Like the uh, audio sync wasn't there. So uh, there was yeah. a little delay in the so audio. So
1: I had to look into the camera up in the press – you know, so all the way oh, yeah, across yeah. the field – and it's so bright, like the sun is in oh, my hurt. eyes. I
2: couldn't do that.
1: But So I'm just sitting I there with the my eyes shut. I have a video of it and I'm kind of scared to put it on cause I look angry almost. Cause I'm like one, two, three. <laughs> yeah. and but then I have my eyes all shut. All the guys
0: start going four, five, <laughs> six. It was hilarious. Yeah. It was,
1: yeah. I mean, it was really funny, but it ended up working out yeah. really well. I can't even tell you just being down there on the sidelines, how different because, you know, I came to Liberty in 19 and there were fans obviously, but with the hype around Malik and, and just, I think no one being able to go to the games or are very few going to the games last year, it was just electric down there and being a night game. It was just so great to have the guys back or the fans back.
3: Another aspect to all this is I have a source and won't reveal his name, but somebody has good information that said, the students you saw there were every basically every student on campus with Liberty kind of going through this um, mitigation uh, period. Yeah, yeah. A mitigation period. A lot of kids went home. Mm. Like a ton oh, of really? kids went home. So you think about it. When they come back, the student section. Mm. And it was mostly full. Oh, the yeah. The sections were a little. Right. Yeah, but th- it could be double. Like if you think about it, that's going to mean everywhere else is filled out. If you have all the students coming, which it seems like it's the hot ticket right now that place is going to be packed
0: out. Well, I hope so. Like the number ended up being a little over 15,000, which I was kind of disappointed at initially. And then the more I've talked to people, I'm still disappointed a little bit, but people have brought up, well, you know, the COVID issue. And so that may have kept some people away right now. I didn't think about a lot of students, maybe not being here. Uh, Some people mentioned holiday weekend. I'm like, you know, if you're a football fan, that doesn't matter if you're going to be there. I I do hope when old dominion rolls in here, in a couple of weeks that we're up over 20,000 because I think I think we should be totally. with this team like there especially if they go in and knock off Troy here this Saturday like yeah. there's no reason not to be out there.
1: We'll get to those bold predictions on the Troy game in just a minute but first we're going to do our rapid roundup.
2: Rapid roundup.
1: Okay, <laughs> and uh Alex you don't need to that. create an yeah. intro for that because we can just use that for <laughs> yeah. the rest of the season. Joe Yock this is your segment Yock Talk. What do you got?
2: What, what are we gonna go? What's moving forward? Just on this pre- previous okay, game. Okay, so how, how clearly he did not we, just
1: listen to anything. How I do we, said. I'm <laughs> just
2: asking how we want to do it. The rapid roundup is it's your
1: segment, okay. so you can either okay. use your bold prediction as your yawk talk about Troy, or we can you can do yak talk about someone in this past game, or
2: okay, whatever. I'm gonna start with whatever, whatever.
0: <laughs>
1: whatever. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. whatever.
2: <laughs> I'm going to start with, you know, to go off topic. I was not happy with the crowd being only 15,000. Like there needs to be more people, not just students. Right. Okay. This team went 11 and one or 12, one, whatever it was last year. Okay. Ten, 10 and one. I'm trying to get <laughs> in the ballpark. I'm trying to yeah. get them. <laughs> extra credit. Them Although, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to get more wins, but lost one game. Okay. And they're sitting there watching college football stadiums packed all around the country like man we're college football is finally back and the students yeah great they did a great job but the community as a whole to come be able to see Malik Willis play after that and only for there to be 15,000 not the students are going to show up right more people in the Lynchburg area and surrounding areas community need to be on board with this and put more fannies in the stands now with that being said said from rapid roundup I think that Liberty is going to go 2-0 but no, I think they're going to go in. They're going to go on the road. They're going to be Troy. They're going to be well-prepared. They're going to come in, play Old Dominion. Old Dominion struggled uh, yeah. that last this past week. And so, you know, 3-0 there. And I think you're going to see significant improvement from Game 1 to Game 2 uh, in Game 2 to Game 3 in the rest of the season with Liberty's defense and both the amount of weapons that they have on the offensive side of the ball. Tony Chedro Lewis barely even was barely even used and you know, hit a long run. Demario Douglas is clearly their their best receiver right now. I, that's hard to say. DJ Stubbs might make an argument to that. And then at the same time, you got Noah Frith, who's going to be coming back off an injury. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and then you you get Stetson Moore cooking on the outside when you're in trouble and you need to throw up a 50 50 ball and let him go get it. Um, and he starts making some plays deep in the TJ Green, I thought looked outstanding, especially he a nice drive in the third quarter. Um, you know, j Max gonna he's gonna end up having a really good season. So offensively across the board, they're gonna be good. They're so much better on defense. Clean up the field goal stuff with the special teams, extra points. You know, this team has a chance to do as Michael Jordan said: the ceiling is the roof. The ceiling is the roof. <laughs> the ceiling is the roof. <laughs> and and uh, so this no, this team has a chance to be really good. It's gonna be fun because when they play in some of these big games, when when see, you're not gonna get Liberty under the radar anymore. So everybody, the old Miss is the you know these the army the teams that are Louis uh, Louisiana Lafayette that they're going to play like they're not going to be under the radar anymore. So it's it's going to be fun. It's well, going to be a fun season.
1: Lynchburg, you hear you heard it here first yeah. from Joe Yacht. Yeah, show
2: up, come on, get
1: your booty to the game. Um, Malik Willis September. is a once
2: in a lifetime type of player potentially. I mean, you, you want, like you're not going to see a quarterback like this potentially at Liberty University. Who knows again if you ever yeah. will? Yeah, like. Dude, get in the stands and watch this kid for real if you're a fan.
1: All right. Matt's minute is up next in the
0: rapid round. Well, I'll use my minute to just do a quick scout ahead. Can I do okay. that? I'll, Absolutely. Use, I'll use it there. All right, God, so, scout. you're a segment. Yeah. Like, I
1: love how you're asking permission yeah, from me. Yeah, you're the producer. Like I have any sort of authority so, around here.
0: So looking ahead now, Troy. Oh, by the way, I should mention we had, we had talked about how we were going to have preview shows. Uh, late in the week, yeah, yeah, that's out. We're not doing that anymore. So yeah. it never really got off the ground. But just so for people that are like, wait, where was that preview show on Friday? Yeah, that's not happening. No preview. No preview. Stop you. looking. <laughs> uh, so Troy Liberty plays Troy this weekend. Troy beat Southern 55 to three in their opener. Now Troy struggled last year. I think they only had five wins. They were picked to finish fifth in their division of the Sun Belt, dead last. Which you think about, like they've been a really good program over the years. Mm-hmm. They're not expected to be based off of that. But here's the difference this year. So their quarterback is a transfer from Mizzou, Taylor Powell. So he knocked out the incumbent, Gunnar Watson. He ended up having a really good first day, threw for a couple TDs, ran for one. He was a top 20 quarterback in the nation coming out of high school in Arkansas. So he's a kid that's really talented, just didn't get the opportunities that Mizzou ended up transferring. So he's a different look there. Their defense, they held... Uh, Southern to 189 total yards. They had four interceptions in that game, including one they returned for a touchdown. Now, I know you're saying Southern, yeah, whatever. They were projected to be one of the better teams in the SWAC this year. So, obviously, they're not a great team, but they're not just garbage either or not expected to be. Troy took it to them. They're a very veteran team like Liberty is, so they have a lot of guys back. So, it's going to be a tough matchup right now based off what I'm seeing. Liberty, a five- to six-point favorite according to the people that decide those things heading into that matchup, really? but yeah, Sad. on the road. So it, it is going to be a difficult matchup, and especially for a team in Troy that is trying to bounce back and a coaching staff that's kind of trying to prove that they're the ones that can continue to to take this program to to the level that they've been at over the years. So it's going to be a great environment, and it will be a tough contest here this Saturday.
3: That's interesting that you said they're a five- or six-point favorite because uh, somebody on Twitter... That was posted, as of
0: Sunday night. Uh, somebody...
1: I trust tweeted. Matt Warner yeah, when know, it comes to the Matt. gambling.
3: Somebody else. <laughs> I'm kidding. Get
0: out of here. Somebody else <laughs> tweeted that yeah.
3: ESPN yeah. had uh, Troy's like a 73 percent. Yes, favorite. you're correct.
0: ESPN's like FPI projection yeah. model, at least as of a couple of days ago. I saw the same tweets you did had Troy's like a 75 percent chance to win, which seems absurd. Yeah, but yeah, that, that's what uh, they had it as of like Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. So right.
1: before we get to Rhett's ramblings, sure. we are going to get to the Flames fantasy draft yeah. uh, update, yeah. update that we have. The standings um, of our teams. Oh, so he he jumps right here. on that! You guy know, right this, here. Th- I kind of don't like it because Demario Douglas was my guy last year, and you last year. Last me. year,
0: you got to flip the yeah. As Hugh Freeze would say, flip the script, okay. Turn the page. Yeah. But last whenever, last whenever
1: like y'all's guys score or like make a big play, I'm like, Damn.
0: listen, <laughs> it ha- it is happening in the booth. I, I, During, I, I, we go to break and Joe's like, oh, man, why couldn't Stetson more? That'd been a touchdown. Yeah. If that'd been a few <laughs> yards longer, he'd have been was in the dark horse. Back. Like, you know, team. yeah, exactly. So we're keeping an eye on it.
1: But Rhett's ramblings to wrap up the roundup.
3: Yeah. You know, Joe's topic was so broad. He kind of touched on TJ green, who I was going to speak about. And I thought he had a really great um, drive there in the second half. I like to see him. I liked seeing him with that reception too, towards mm-hmm. the end of the first half. So I thought that was huge. And I, I would like to see a lot more Shedra Lewis. That's that's the one thing we all talk about. But the other aspect is we don't know if his his impact would perhaps go down the more they see him because he is a great change of pace back. I think it'd be great to see him in the passing game. And we, we've talked about this time and time again. So Joe kind of I don't want to like totally jump on Joe's back and him drag me around. But that's where I was going with that, too. But here I will say one thing and Rhett's ramblings that I wonder if you guys get this as well. You guys get like texts during the game that are just like, hey, you're on TV. <laughs> and I'm like, I am. Yeah. Like, I just text back, like, really? And they will like, send you a picture. Like, oh, that is me. Yeah. Anyways, I always yeah. chuckle at that my wife gets tons as well. They're like, hey, Rhett's on ESPN right now. <laughs> no way. Yeah. So, anyways, I was good. Yeah, I'll get that, that before
0: people have been like, like relatives or whatever. Wow, like you seem really professional yeah. at that. I'm like, yeah, no, they pay me for it. I actually <laughs> that actually job. Is, is the definition opinion, yeah. of being a professional. Yeah. So. Kind of my job. Yeah. I
1: do love how supportive your parents are, Matt Warner, because They're
0: big Liberty oh. fans. I big Liberty
1: fans. You know, I I go on my Facebook and I have like you know, my mom's not sending me pictures of, like, yeah, me on TV because she's not watching.
0: Yeah, <laughs> oh, really? Because your yeah. mom texted me and said I was doing a great job. She oh. didn't do that? You didn't, you
1: didn't oh, hear that? No. no oh, man. Oh, that that's was great.
0: Yeah. That was good.
1: You're too old for her. All right. So I have one more <laughs> one more camel joke for you, Joe. What did the camel say when he met his friend in the Sahara?
2: Boy. What, what, what did that camel say?
1: Ellen? Long time no see. <laughs> S-
0: E- a. Yeah, we're glad the Campbell week That's is true. over. Oh, I goodness. hope we can leave some of these in the, <laughs> yeah. in the, in the past. The d- there. Right, you know what my
2: favorite part of using the Telestrator was? What's that? Is pregame. They said I know. They just, I wish I had seen this. Pregame, and they said, just try it out. And the camera was on you, just like st- sitting there. And so oh, I yeah. was just, like drawing glasses and boogers on your
3: face. <laughs> <laughs> I freaked out about it before in the, the control game. Room and so I thought that was someone in there. No, no, it was me. So I'm walking over and. Lightning bolt, and what rings, happened? Kind of stuff. What happened was they're like, "Hey, we're gonna have like thirty second intro," and I didn't know this. So like, write something out to just say during the whole thing, and I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> Which sounds like <laughs> it sounds like, oh what that's not a big deal. But you have to get the video with it and correlate it. And so I was trying to like write this thing. I don't know. Did you guys hear it to I the did. sound it okay? it? Oh, it was very I tried it was yeah, poetic. I did it wasn't my favorite, but yeah. I, I felt no, like it, for, it was good. for a little bit beforehand.
0: It's, it's kinda
1: like yeah. me writing the teases for this podcast. Yeah. Very like similar. as we're, yeah. Terrence right. is like, yeah. Hey, we're we're recording, yeah. recording. like, recording, come up with something, <laughs> go. Yeah. Um, do we want to do bold predictions for the Troy game or did you guys do enough? Let, like, do let's you do, do
0: uh flames, fantasy update, and then we'll get to bold predictions. Okay. Is that what? I, just, oh, he boy, he is wanting to
2: get to this fantasy.
0: I know, update. know right. so annoying. Just take right, it away. I want uh, first it. off, I hope we can get like the kind of NFL films, music underneath, underneath Alex, this part, uh, Alex, who, who does a lot of the uh, audio work. Maybe he can drop that in right now. That'd be great. Uh, I'd love to have that each week. All right. So here we go. Rhett, remember, we'll run through the rosters real fast and how it went. I'll, I'll make this quick. Rhett has TJ Green, Johnny Huntley, Kevin Shaw, Story Jackson, Christian Zachary. His leading scorer this week was actually Christian Zachary Ooh. with seven fantasy points. Yeah. Rhett finished 7-4. with 18.2 fantasy points. All right, next up, Emily. She had the second oh, pick. She's got Josh Mack, Skylar Thomas, Trashawn Clark, Jerome Jackson, Javian Lofton. That late touchdown helped you quite a bit from Javian. Mm-hmm. So Emily, Rhett had 18.2, Emily, 40.4. So, like, mm. a great, great first week for Emily. Joe, his roster, DJ Stubbs, Darrell Johnson, Noah Frith, who obviously that hurt because he was out this week. J. Odd Sanders, Stetson Moore. Joe finished with his leading score being DJ Stubbs. He finished with 17.1, so he's in Ooh, last place. Ooh, yeah. yeah, tough, okay tough start. You'll be fine. There. You'll be yeah. fine. And then finally, I have Demario Douglas, <laughs> Javon Scruggs, so C.J. Daniels, Shedro Lewis, Rashad Harding. I finished with 42.4 points. DeMario, my leader, with 17.9 fantasy points himself. So, slight lead. Uh, all right, over let's Emily, get but the Emily and I kind of separating ourselves here early. Just, just for those of you oh, keeping I'm not score at home. I'm going to be fine. Those of you keeping I score know. at home just, yeah. just so you I,
1: know. Again, and if you are keeping score at home, please let us know what those scores are because <laughs> the fact that Matt yeah. is taking score and he's in they the lead all the time, me. it's just not fair. Twitter
2: account, Malik Willis for Heisman, keep score. That's yes. my, you that keep that calling is, for that. I'm calling for that. I'm more than happy to have people check my partial operation.
1: Yeah, I know math wasn't your strong subject. So, Rhett, do you want to give a bold prediction for the Troy game it can be any sort of final score or player highlight that is going to do big things
0: I've got one if you want to take a second yeah, that's right. fine. Right. so my bold prediction would be DJ Stubbs over 120 yards and a touchdown yes against Troy I think he explodes in this game especially I think there's gonna be a lot of attention paid to tomorrow Douglas after the way he opened the season
1: All right, Joe. You want a bold prediction? Let
0: me write this down because we never remember what these are.
1: I know. I wish we had a producer. Yeah. (laughs) Who is that? (laughs) (laughs) That's supposed to be me, guys.
2: All right, I'm going to give you a bold prediction. I'm a huge Skylar Thomas fan. I'm going to say Skylar Thomas has an interception and leads the team in tackles.
0: Wow, that is good.
1: You know what that would mean? I would be in first place in the fantasy club because that's my guy.
3: I'm going to say the Liberty defense keeps them to 21 points or under with – I'm going to say six sacks. Whoa. Whoa. I am. Wow. I'm going to say wow. Trayshawn gets two, Darrell gets two, and mm-hmm. you to get two from two other guys. That is bold. Bold, bold prediction. Cause you, bold. you're not going to keep Darrell and Trayshawn off the, off the stat sheet for two weeks in a row. Yeah.
1: All right, guys. Well, thanks so much for listening. We'll have more breakdown after the Troy game next Monday. So be sure to tune in for Rhett, Joe and Matt. I'm Emily. We'll see you next time.